I think it's going to make a comeback. I think so, too, because I think people realize there's no hate in the heart when we say it. Are we well, I mean, yeah. we, we are from different... I'm from Canada. Let me tell you about Canada. Canada loves a touch of homophobia. I think it's the hockey culture. The um, like, if you're wearing too nice of a coat, someone is someone is c- accusing you of homosexuality. <laughs> no problem. And, but it's not with hate, right? Oh no! Oh, it's with hate. <laughs> oh, it's with hate. <laughs> See, that's my wait. Pull your pull your thing in here, sir. We just roll. We just roll. Oh, that's okay. How yeah, we do it? No, it's a a, a steaming bowl of disrespect. Okay, because I love like. I said, bring your person here, and then I said, gay. Mm. And uh, that is just silly fun. I know uh, the climate of the... It's one of those things where it's like, what is very funny in this like current time is people, when they're like, you can just say whatever you want. I always want to be like, you got to recognize context, set and setting, time and place, where it's like, we're friends. I understand what's in your heart. You understand how I'm going to take that. But it's that thing of like, if you're out in polite society, yes, yes. then you're, re- you're releasing that... I'm not going to run the streets of West Hollywood shouting this shit out. But here's the thing is, there's people that want, they're like, no. And then you go like, why do you want to do that? Like, it's funny that they're really, and I'm like, no, stop it. No, you can't. No, you're being an asshole. Yeah. I'll say it amongst a joking context amongst friends, not trying to just spew hate. You know, obviously I get that. That's what my quarrel is. It's like, hey, some, it's not hate speech if. If we're a comedian and there's love in our heart and we're joking around. It's an interesting one. And again, I like, I just live my life for me. But I like, I sort of wiped that from my mind because it was like, I was in university and I was in theater school and I sat at a table with a bunch of friends of mine and I dropped a hard one because in my head I was like, oh, what does it matter? They know. But three of, like, all, everyone at the table was gay and they were all like, hey, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> and I was like, well, and I explained it, but I know it doesn't matter because they're going, but someone else who hears it like it's yeah. like and then they tell two people yeah. and then they two tell people and then there's a there's a bashing so i'm just like I, and it was that thing of like oh i know what i you got say. it like it sucks that something in jest or a joke a a malicious hateful person can then fuel them like they said it let's exactly do it. that's like that's why i was like <laughs> all right and it's like no 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 you're not getting what i'm putting down here sir <laughs> yeah it's I had even a similar one where a like a friend of a friend was is uh trans is a trans person and this is like we're talking 2009 I dropped that OG a hard OGT OG OG Ooh. Facebook. You need a college email to log on, bro. What's going on? Add that to the letterings. Yeah, I dropped a hard T with a big Y, and uh, and he messaged me and was like, "Hey, I know you're a comedian. You probably don't know the it, negative connotation of that word. Just so you and what I liked was it was like, just so you know, that's being used against." In 2009, wasn't that okay though? It's one. It was like the very. He was I the feel, first guy. I feel he like decided. I was. I feel like I was like the test case of like, let's roll this out. Let's see if we can undo. It's all become a hit. And I was. Of and him. I was like, and I like reacted really badly initially. Like I had that thing of like, you like what the fuck? Do-? And then I was like, hang on, like yeah, like they're just they're coming to you as a friend, being like, just so you're aware, that word makes my life tough. Yeah, I'm not. T- you do you, just be aware. And I was like, and it's that thing of like, shit, yeah, that one's that one's out of the rotation. You're right. I don't want to, 
I don't want to be putting any negativity or hate out there, except for people I don't like, and then I want to directly <laughs> Then that's a long list. Here certainly they come. is. And they're all straight whites, so I yeah. say what I please. That's right. What is up with straight whites? <laughs> they're, they're fucking the up. Worst. They are fucking You're up. They're the worst. Coming from true straight whites. <laughs> come on, man. Jan 6, I got to tell you, that was a real hit for my fashion, because I dress like every... What happened Jan 6? Ah, man. Craziness. Uh, oh, the revolution? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> These bullshit politicians <laughs> fucking stole the presidency. That's what fucking happened. No, but it's the thing of the problem with the alt-right. The cabal is coming down. Yeah, exactly. Besides all of the white supremacies, I, I look best in the clothes the Proud Boys wear. And that's a hard, that was a hard being like, ah, oh, shit, I'm going to have to look like an ass for a couple of years because we just can't match. <laughs> Dude, that's so I, awful. That's how much I don't pay attention. What happened, Jansen? I, but this is why America, I got embarrassed there. I was like, "This oh, is why yeah. America's the greatest country in the world." Is that it's somehow, despite all of the mistakes, there is a charm to America that you just are like, "Yeah, right, you rascal, get in here, come on, have a sandwich, come on, yeah, come on. I go, yeah, oh, where'd yeah. you get that oil, you scamp?" <laughs> Come, a, come ah, close a hospital. Come swing the gavel. Yeah, the like judge this, doesn't need it. Any uh, out I, of the way, security guards. I do this on stage, but it's one hundred percent true. Is any other country in the world would not get away with the shit America gets away with? It's because you guys do it with no shame. Like you just do it. Be- yeah, it's like exactly how you went. What happened January? It's done just pure naivete yeah. of like, wait, what happened? Why don't we just shit. sweep that under the rug? Yeah. Ever heard of the Trail of Tears? I haven't. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing also living here is like every other country you bring up the bad historical shit, people are like, yeah, sorry about that. You bring up like Japanese internment camps to an American, they're like, no, we didn't do that. Yeah, exactly. They're like, what? They had it coming. Well, the- you just said, you said two different things. That's again, that's where you get the age. See, yeah. I'd say someone our age would be like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 look it up. Yeah. And they're like, no shit. And then it's like, our dads would be like, I don't know what you're talking about, but we were right to fucking do it. That's yeah. the diff. That's the growth our generations have made. Is yeah. original America was just deny and then defense. Now we're just a deny. I grew up in the uh, American legions and the VFWs. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, there ain't much remorse from that generation. No, certainly not. No, that- <laughs> there ain't an ounce of it. Ah, they're like, ah. And what's funny is most of that generation is Generation X, and they didn't even fight in that fucking war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They but, didn't. Yeah, they popped over to the Vietnam. sandbox a couple of times. Vietnam. No, not Vietnam. Vietnam was also baby boomers. I always forget about Vietnam because I'm Canadian. We sat that one out, but then I have to remember, oh, no, wait. Oh, no. Baby boomers in this country did actually go to a war. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, they did. Um, but there's all sorts of little little wars that we don't know. What about when we bombed Granada? I like bringing that oh, one up. yeah. I always forget We went about to war that. with Granada. <laughs> My dickhole is bigger than that country, and we went to war and with And you guys them. bombed pan- bombed the shit out of Panama at one point? Yeah. 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 yeah fascinating yeah you guys we have bombed every country and we just go (laughs) wait a minute has america bombed every continent you've definitely bombed south africa we bombed space with a nuclear weapon no you didn't i googled that no i swear on my google someone google john hastings you're gonna google no way they detonated a nuclear bomb if i see alex jones's face when i google oh no that's a fact jack you know what the study found out? They're like, we wanted to see what happened. And then the, all the reports said, don't do that again. Don't do that again. It's true stuff. I mean, here's the thing. Um, I wouldn't put it past NASA to be like, you know what? 
They wasn't NASA. I mean, I'm sure they're in cahoots. It was just straight. The military was like, we're fucking doing oh, this. Oh, I want you to know, by the way, I accidentally Googled America detonates nuclear bomb. They, You guys have done that. You have officially detonated a nuclear bomb. I just We've did... d- detonated 2,000 of them. Yeah, I didn't put it at space. That was the... Do space. Space. Why the U.S. wants to... Oh, shit. I told you, bro. They don't advertise that on the pamphlets. <laughs> Land of the free, where we nuke the stardust. This is the worst <laughs> under-headline headline I've ever re- uh, read. The results from the 1962 Starfish Prime Test serve as a warning of what might happen if Earth's magnetic field gets blasted again with high doses of radiation. I don't know what like half those words mean, but I am great greatly concerned put on your sunscreen <laughs> better get the zinc blocks out I, also, I just don't like the idea of the mag- magnetic field that just sounds like something that a scientist brings up tells you about right after he goes and that's gone so we are dead we're dead yeah hey we keep using monsanto and dupont pesticides that are making bees extinct which jeopardizes all life on earth it's true, but it's you, still available at Home Depot. Have you had their lima beans though? <laughs> oh my God, Dupont lima beans, bro! I grew a goiter <laughs> in my back after the second <laughs> one. It's fantastic. I got a Theragun. You know, you, you you get a product, causes a problem. You buy another product, gets rid of it. What's a th- is that America? A, is that America or is that a Theragun? What's a Theragun? I don't know. I bought the cheap knockoff bootleg, but it's still good. That does it was one forty nine instead of like five forty nine. Theragun, you're an asshole. <laughs> I got Infinity Gun or whatever the fuck the bootleg is that they sell at Costco. I love Costco. I mean, I gotta tell you, yeah, you really shows your age when you start appreciating Costco, particularly the food items available. Oh my god, they that... have Alaskan king crab legs on Sundays. I know, but there's no way that's coming from Alaska <laughs> or a king crab. But I'm just like, yes, it is. Josh. I like the way they lie. You know back. what I mean? Like, you, it's like, like I know I'm supposed to hate Bill Clinton. He's a reprehensible bag of shit. He locked seven hundred thousand African Americans up. I'm sure he did. Uh, yeah, I said he it. Lo- I said it. He loved a bit of the old. <laughs> Bill's sexual, a racist. Bit, bit of the old. That sex- Gates too. It certainly is. Fuck you and your racist computers, bitch. Yeah, big fan <laughs> of Zoom. Be blacking out on black people. I see you is Bill Gates. Yeah, whatever. You're a racist. You pal of J. Epstein, yeah, Bill Gates, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He went to that island. Enjoy How it. many times? <laughs> Nobody brings that up anymore. I bring it up. I bring it up. Yeah, his wife brings it up. That's the two people. Um, Surprise if the algorithms take a tank. I said the word wrong. <laughs> I said the word wrong. <laughs> What's funny is I don't know if you're pretending to say that or that's just how you actually say it. And it's even better is I don't think at this point you even know. I don't. No. Uh, it's like you're, It's like okay. how Andrew Dice Clay definitely didn't hey. start as the Dice Man, but he's been the Dice Man too now long. Now he's the Dice he's Man. He's the Dice Man. He's the Dice. So what happens is, is I 100% butcher words on accident. And then sometimes it's so embarrassing or laughable, both, that I'll just lean in and then continue. Oh, uh, yeah. It's one but of the- it always comes from organic. Because uh, if I were to try to do it fake out the gate, I would, I, I'd feel like a, I can't even do bits with changing a family member's name because I feel like a fraud. You know, it's so weird. Like no one knows your uncle's real name. You could say a different name, but it'll pull me out of the bit so much so that I have to say his real name. You know what I mean? Oh, see, I love the challenge of disguising the person, but they know mm. that... I just put them on blast. You just put them on blast? 
Yes. <laughs> well, First I gotta, and last. Now. But I have a couple. Don't you have a couple of tales? I have a couple of tales where I'm like, if I put them on blast, they are going to get put on the unemployment line because you are not allowed. Some of the behavior hey. I have witnessed or participated in. That's on them and their shitty deeds. That's on them? You're putting <laughs> it on them? Nah. No, you're right. I really shouldn't because they didn't ask to be named on my podcast. It's fun, though. It, it is, is fun. fun. There, is, fun. there is a fun rush after you've done a podcast where you have to text someone to be like, Hey, you remember that thing? Is it cool if I tell that on stage? And then you're just, they're like, yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. And then a day later, you're like, oh, I just told that on a podcast. Hope you look forward to seeing it. And it's then, recorded and lives on the internet forever. Yeah. Oh, for years, I had a bit about, um, so I, uh, I accidentally took a shit on a friend of mine's wall and then I cleaned it and never told him. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is fantastic. Okay, so here's what happened is I, I got steak and eggs at a Denny's and I went medium rare. Top tip, do not do that. Denny's, uh, top tip, don't eat at Denny's. Other big top tip. And but then also, don't order the steak, <laughs> you savage. I was 16, man. I was learning about myself. You learned that the hard way. I, I certainly know. did. And then I walked 45 minutes while the <laughs> goo was percolating in my belly. And then I got to his place. And this guy's such a germaphobe. I had to give him two dollars so I could take a shit in his bathroom. He was right. He I deserved that two dollars because I shit <laughs> on his the wall of his home, the home his grandfather built. His grandfather was nailing walls into bricks or whatever, putting the tar on the brick and laying it. Two dollars. You deserve two hundred and twenty-two dollars. Well, that's why I'm glad you were not negotiating for him. I did that. Clean most of it. There were a couple of spatters behind the toilet, which they could never figure out. He never told me. I started doing a bit about it on stage when I was living in Europe at the time. And I was like, by the way. I thought you said Europa. I was, I was living like, in Europa. Like, what the fuck is Europa? It's where Europe. It's where are you from? Canada. Canada. And then I moved to England. <laughs> and then I moved here. It's a triangle. And then I got people when I was on the road in Europe. I would give his full name and say, Facebook him. John Hastings mm. shit on your wall. And then. He would just get random Facebook messages from like Finland, Sweden, Belgium, yeah. England. And finally, he was just like, what the fuck is this shit? What, 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 are you, what is this joke? And then I explained, like, oh, I shit on your wall. And he was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, that makes so much sense. And then I recorded the story from uh, for an album that's on Spotify with him in the audience. And you can hear him at the end <laughs> yell, fuck you. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. The album's called that Art on Spotify, John Hastings' Art. Also, new album coming out. Check John, out his albums. John Hastings, uh, Float Like a Butterfly. Oh, pardon me. John Hastings, Float Like a Butterfly. John Hastings, Like a Bee, out at the end oh, of Oh, I thought it was going to be Float Like a Butterfly Stings When I Pee. That's the next. <laughs> that's that's my you, album. That's, that's what I'm going to call my stings album. Stings While You Pee? Floats. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I think the whole album could be you trying to remember it. Uh, this album's called <laughs> Fuck Algae Uh Did you have your coffee today? Yes. Yes, I did. I remembered I wanted to talk to you about something and it flew out the window. Was it? <laughs> uh, I feel like it, I'm like following you and you said you were going on a bike ride and I show up and you're on a horse and you're like, we're going to ride bikes. On horses, and I'm like, I don't know what this plan is, but I'm just gonna hey, go along with it. None of us know what the plan is. This is um, my point exactly. <laughs> um, also, who's the faded Jesus on that Jesus candle? I know this isn't on the podcast, but me. Next to, that's you next to Tupac. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. I had, a, I sort of wondered if that was you, and I like that a lot. Yeah, I need to get those stickers made. Certainly do. Spirit of the Santo Maria. 
No, I had I like that every LA grocery store you can just buy some nice rosary candles. Some nice rosary Santeria. Are they for Santeria or are they just for general prayer? Uh I believe both. It's it's uh you know, they absolutely can be used for Santeria and, and black magic and voodoo. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know, I believe they're for church and uh, prayer and and uh I think rosary candles i don't know i don't really practice religion Uh um but also in middle school they're 99 cents so we would buy them and just break them and then use the wax to wax up curbs for skateboarding Mm -hmm. we would buy those it was the cheapest candle honestly i didn't you're 12 you don't you're like where do you buy candles i've seen those at the 99 cent store i mean that's i didn't even think of that you have to wax the curbs oh my god it's taking me back to my ill-gotten youth of like yeah, I used to skate, and then I broke my leg, and then I quit, because, yes. How far up the skate? The oh, I was bad at I was yeah. brand new. I quit six months in. I got all my gear, all my shit, got on a quarter pipe, broke my leg, and said, fuck that. See, I've broken both elbows and my shoulder biking, and I, I got hit by a car for this elbow, and then my handlebar snapped in January, so my elbow, this elbow, and this shoulder. Corner of Adams and a Western bus right behind me. Could be dead. Still have PTSD. Life is hell. Um, and you still ride Still want to bike. I have not gone back. I'm like, you have, to wait a, you have to wait a year before you get back. But, like, it's one of those ones where, like, friends and family are like, you're an asshole. You're biking in the streets, though. Almost, I'm on the streets, baby. That's what... I don't get L.A. is not safe for that. Well, no city is. No city is. Yeah, you're right. And the but thing especially is, is L.A. Let me tell you why. Go ahead, and then I will. Because everyone's on their fucking phone more so than any other city and state. I weirdly have to disagree. What at... city and state where people are on their fucking phone more than L.A.? The L.A. people are on their phone more, but it is such an aggressive driving city, and it is also such a highway city. Most people are on the highways. I ain't on the highways. And if you're a smart street cyclist, you stay the fuck off of every major drag. You're literally on side streets that the there's a bicycle path network that's on side streets that they have an extra widened street. Like, if you ever notice, especially West Hollywood, you notice it the most because the streets are so narrow. And then you're on some random street and you're like, this is like a double wide deluxe VIP yeah, street. Yeah. Those are streets that have been intentionally widened for cyclists. The city could solve all these problems by making every single narrow street a one way and having a fucking bike path. It's easier for everyone to park. It's it's minor inconveniences if you took the wrong street, but you're gonna learn how to live soon and you just I, I completely agree. And the mayor of LA that does that will get like voted out. The other thing they should just do, and they are finally doing it, is public transport the shit out of this town don't don't get me started on that is that a, is that a big hot button because you live by the beach imagine a hundred years how... ago la had the one of the best uh world oh. public tra- they, the good year standard oil big oil bought it up boarded it up paved yeah. it and it's gone it's what's even more frustrating is because it, the remnants if you're in parts of west hollywood and beverly hills they have these beautiful fucking flower pots in the middle of the road and you're like why would you they Design it so there's flower pots. It was a train. It was a fucking train. It was a fucking train. (laughs) It went everywhere. Do you know how? You understand there was a train from Venice to downtown LA. There was a train to the airport, like every other airport. There was a train everywhere. There was like San Francisco. There was trolleys and trains. Yeah. And then old John D. Rockefeller got his little snake cock and said, (laughs) "Eh, suck on that." 
Suck on that. I don't think Rockefeller had anything to do with it. He owned Standard Oil. <laughs> did he really? Oh, yes, he absolutely mm-hmm. did. He went rail to he oil. A, he had a hand in everything because he owned, he owned like, I don't know the numbers, but 70 to 80% of oil in his era That's in, for, yeah. in America. I wouldn't be so surprised. So he ran oil. He ran shit. Yeah. He ran oil, which ran everything. Yeah. I think he famously got the National Guard to shoot some people. I think that was him who did the Ludlow Massacre. Really? Yeah, there's a thing called the Ludlow Massacre, and you read about it, and you're like, wait, what? And they're Is like, that, that, that's that, uh, ten soldiers and Nixon's coming. That's a different We're time. finally on our own. <laughs> they killed a bunch of college students. Well, yeah, that's Kansas. America, that's land Kansas of the free. Kansas baby. Oh, listen, America. Where we shoot students, and you go, oh, sorry. It, it's utterly fascinating right now, because people are like, this is the worst time to be in America. And I'm like, like no. Gross, no. Like, 68 was, like, the 60s and 70s were bananas. LBJ took Kennedy got shot on TV. His replacement was a psycho Texan who loved showing everyone his dick and just, like, let's bomb some Vietnamese. He's followed up by Richard Nixon, who at the same time was, like, somehow helped the woman's, um, the feminist movement by, like, trying to introduce laws to go against workplace sexual harassment. And formed the EPA and also was like, but by the way, president is king. I destroy all my enemies. Can we bomb Cambodia? And they're like, no. And he was like, no means yes. Tricky dicky, baby. They go to, there's protests at Kent State and they're like, let's shoot us some Sud Dudens, bros. Like, it's so fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, it's so funny. Uh. You know, you talk about America and everyone has this polarized, like, you don't like it? Leave. It's like, no, I do like it. I also would like it if they didn't murder students mm-hmm. and get away with it. That seems <laughs> fair. It seems fair. And also we're land of the free freedom of speech where you're allowed to speak like this. this. Is my point. But apparently not anymore since, uh, you know, we police ourselves and what we can't. Get out of here. Get. We cannibalize ourselves. It's, well, it's awful. It's that thing of the, the argument because like gets shifted to something else. It you can't talk about like why would you want someone like Donald Trump? Like you know what I mean? You can't actually get to the base individual answer of like why would you want that person? Why would you say that about that? So it immediately goes and like you can't stop me from saying fuck me. you. And it's like all right, fuck well, your not, mom, fuck your house. Like this is the whole debate where it's fuck just the college arose. you like, went to. Like even the fucking the things with the cops where it's like at a certain point I finally just like in my head I'm like. I where I I was brought up that we're not you don't like a cop. Cops are the fucking buzzkill, but also you're not allowed to shoot or kill people. Cops. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Don't get me started. I already said. Yeah. Just. It just. It seems fair. Like, hey, stop shooting unarmed human beings. You hate cops. No. No. That's not what I said. (laughs) Yeah. I probably have said it in other moments. I I I will say it. I have a very healthy dislike for police officers it, as particularly the LAPD for no other reason than during fucking covid every time you saw those officers in businesses in places in public where everyone else is wearing a mask this fucking LAP oh your mask is off i pay your fucking salary get the mask on mm-hmm. and you try and you even think about walking up to an LAPD officer and going put your mask on I guarantee you're getting rousted. They will figure out a way to fuck with you. Like, like, oh, look at that powder you got in your pocket. Exactly. I'm not you like that's the, the one problem. you put in my pocket. Yeah. That was a viral video that just went nuts where the the dude was filming. He set up his camera and the cop just throws a little baggie of powder in him. He's like, "What was that?" He's like, "I'm filming you." And the cop was like, "I'm filming you." 
And I don't know what happened. I want to follow it up, but it's all on camera. It was on one of those LAD Bible fucking viral shits on the Instagram. LAD Bible? I don't know what the fuck it's, it's called. It's called Lad Bible, and I love that you <laughs> Americanized it by calling it LAD Bible. <laughs> You'd be a real hellion to debate with. You know what I mean? Well, what about this boy? Come on! You're a real raspberry! <laughs> What do you want from me? Yeah, a it's, lot of this. I gotta tell you, there's a lot of this going uh, on. This. A lot of this. Ataka taki. Uh It's also just funny how many times the cops have been caught and found guilty for extremely shady shit. Uh, and if almost all precincts like it has had some horrible oh, yeah. officer that has been found guilty of something, and yet moving forward, no, their word is. The almighty God. Don't ever... You know what I mean? What about all the times... That fucking... what They made a goddamn movie about it. This is going to sound dumb and ignorant. But uh, that in New York, wasn't like 60% of the P, NYPD investigated? He doesn't have his phone. I made him record with it. Maybe you could help me out. There was a point where uh, New York police... Uh, the NYPD was found guilty. But like all of them. <laughs> what, what what was it serpico or some shit I yes that, no there was serpico discovered a, it was the al pacino movie i believe yeah, i was serpico. watching so serpico was a real guy frank serpico and he broke open the i don't know if it was 60 percent of the numbers but he basically broke up a huge amount of police corruption within the nypd yes how it was systemic he explained it to the justice department they did they busted up that organization like so for anyone, and then they just relocated the cops and they went to other some cities. a bunch went to jail but then they're kind of like, like the church but the main problem, exactly, is it's, it was systemic. So you remove all those guys that got caught, the system is still there. So new cops literally filtered right back in, yeah. doing the same thing. Like you can, There's a documentary called The 7-5 that's the 80s and 90s. And there's a cop in that that is just a drug dealer. Like He's a full coke dealer on Long Island, and his day job is he was a cop in East New York. And, yeah. and like... You gotta watch this documentary for no other reason that the cops that catch him, all the like NYPD internal affairs guys, these are who should be cops. These are boring, milk toast, fucking yeah. missionary position, butter on bread, fucking boring people. Like they That's the cop I want. Exactly. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because he's less like you know, the the, the pistol P, they're just oh, I don't want <laughs> yeah. I want a coffee. Old, old Bland is like uh yeah, you know. I want a coffee black guy who loves a, loves filling out a report. You know what yeah. I mean? He's got a pencil. <laughs> Look at all this paperwork. Can't I Can't wait. Have. He's got a giant boner because of <laughs> the <it's> lazy <laughs> cops. Just shoot him. We'll yeah. make it up later. I don't want to fill out the deets. Exactly. Oh, it's fucking. But it's it's also because being a cop's a shitty job. Let's be. A, it's like all the movies about being a cop. It's like you're doing a a back roll over the hood of a car. You're shooting a drug dealer in the neck. And and there's too much responsibility in their hands. They're, Way they're too just, much responsibility. They're just, they're, I've read the memes. You know, it's true though. They show up. They're like marriage counselors and 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 therapy. Like they're dealing with mentally ill, uh, spousal abuse. Uh, this this that. It's just like that's why I have a plan, which is we give some random crimes. Those should be taken part, care of by the fire department. Like like which crime? Shoplifting. That's handled by the fire department. You get caught shoplifting. They they shoot you with the hose. That's you. so all the punish. There's like a we go through a bunch of crimes and we go. You know what? This is being handled by the fire department. So when and they can do it. You're on the way to fire. We got to stop by a Seven Eleven. Someone grabbing no Henrys. Pop in. Dog barks at him. Shoot him with the hose. You fucking remember that? Oh Henry. Off the fire. 
Whatever. Whatever bar <laughs> it is. Just reference the most obscure niche candy bar I've ever heard of. Wait, you don't like an old Henry? <laughs> I'm more a hundred grand kind of hundred guy. Hundred grand? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Come on. I'm more a score. A kinda. score? Come <laughs> S-K-O-R. on. S-K-O-R. So sharp to the mouth cuts the bah. top of your throat. I'm more a Cadbury egg kind of fella. <laughs> What's another obscure chocolate? Come on, keep them. None of these are obscure. Caramello. That's yes, they made are. Up that one. There's no such thing. There as is a caramello. A ca- I'm looking it up right no. now. No oh, to your surprise, I am right. What am I call it? Rolo. Everyone knows a Rolo. <laughs> I love a Rolo. Hey, here's my question. So I did a podcast yesterday trying to promote this album I got coming out. Doing this one. Like a butterfly, John Hastings, like a bee, available in all. Stings like a bee. Stings like a bee. Stings when stings I pee. When I pee. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, what so, is it? Carry my pod, please. No, what were you saying? So, but here's my thing with podcasts, which is they started audio, and then a couple of them went visual. Now some podcasts are just on YouTube, not even available on things that used to be called pods. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I like you hear from people now. I've heard a couple people are like, "We're starting a podcast. It's narrative, and we're filming it." And I'm like, "That's a TV show. You've just you just explained to me how you invented a TV show. Like how crazy? Like it's just such a weird medium of like." It is weird. <laughs> I didn't do video at first, and then we did video, and the numbers doubled. So I was like, "Looks like I'm doing video." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is weird. It's this world is just becoming uh. Just make your own TV show. Yeah. Which is cool, but also it's just like, I'm lazy. Well, this is the thing is like, I've started a, basically I started doing a Twitch stream and then I broke my elbow and shoulder. I couldn't play video games. I started talking to my friend, Chris. We had another host named Ashley. And now the three of us are doing a daily podcast five days a week. Daily? Daily. That's too many days. I mean, well, no, it's five days a week, not seven. Okay. Yeah. Untitled Twitch stream available at twitch.tv backslash untitled Twitch stream or www.twitch.tv backslash John Hastings Comedy. It's with Chris Best and Ashley Madding. It's really great. We'll put the links in. No one's going to write all that down. But here's the... Provide the links, though. Here's the thing. Or ticket. Is that you're 100% right. Is this this weird situation where we have to just do everything now. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, like you're you can, looking at it. Yeah, I know. Like it's the funniest thing in the world, oh. where it's like we have all this freedom, but it's like you know, their time was there'd be a guy like we're making community <laughs> service. It's not like this. If this would have been made of wood, yeah, it would like, production. You, you wouldn't have been allowed to touch it for violation of a union rule. Everything's borrowed. That camera's borrowed. Those lights are borrowed. It's like, that's yeah. his zoom. That's my cloud, though. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like it's like every single thing just became the the beginning of the movie Wayne's World. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really did. We're just like, whoa. Um, which Mike Myers character would you most like to be? I'd like to be Wayne Campbell from Wayne's World. I would like to be his role in Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> 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 the asshole record producer yeah, the that, that blocks them from doing Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't. I got to tell you, I didn't love that movie. I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be way more the Queen story that's real, like just like decadence and insanity and Freddie Mercury just knowing how fucking good he is all the time. He was so good, so fucking good. He was. He. 
he might be the best front man of all time. I'm a huge Zeppelin fan, and Robert Plant gives him a run for his money. But if it comes from pizzazz, you know what I mean? Robert Plant didn't have his pizzazz, but Robert Plant had that. Robert Plant, just, it's a sexy dude singing. Like, you're going to yeah. look at that. Yeah. But, like, but Freddie, he, Freddie Mercury he, comes out on stage at Live Aid. Everyone else has performed. He walks out in a goddamn undershirt tucked into faded jeans and bicycle shoes and basically looks at those rock stars and are like, Yo, you ready for this? About to go to fucking school. Yeah. What? He's holding the the top of a mic stand for no fucking reason. You're yeah. just like this. This guy's fu- This guy fucking kick it. Yeah. Go on. His ridiculous mustache. It's fantastic. It's kind of funny they did one live aid and not another one. It was like, wasn't they, it the most successful? A, they did a, they've done like a bunch more. Have they? Yeah, yeah. Where have I been? They've done like live eight. They did like an anniversary called Live Eight in like 2008 or 2018. Oh, they, so they have. Yeah, they've I, done I a bunch didn't hear about it though. Queen What's, wasn't on it. Queen wasn't on He's it. dead. It's also, I think Live Aid is a much bigger thing in Europe and other parts of the world. I don't know how big Live Aid is in the States. Like it wasn't, I don't know if it was like the cultural touchstone. Yeah. Like in England, they literally look at Live Aid. They were like, that oh, was the day. They, they, I know. I, I. That's why I said what I said because I. It just. I want more. I want more. Freddie Mercury, come back. I see you in purgatory. Who <laughs> would you say is the like the the front man living right now is the best front man living right now? I'm gonna oh, go Iggy Pop. Dear. Oh, well, I forgot about him because he seems like he should be dead. Certainly should. I'm be. a huge Stooges fan. How I figure that? How do I fuck up that word? I actually listened to Funhouse before the that album, before the first time I ever did stand up. I said, "What will give me the energy?" Yeah, yeah, just listening to put in Funhouse. Yeah, a punk album that for no reason has a saxophone and it works, but it mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. should just mm-hmm. go in. Oh, it's a great <laughs> album, but man, you can tell they're on drugs. Like, you, oh yeah, you, like he's, he's... I'm a t- like just so many just. Here's how you know when musicians are on drugs is when they start claiming that they're animals. That's when you want to fucking watch out. <laughs> I want to be your dog. There we go right there. Great song. Yeah. His constant, I am a, a streetwalking cheetah. Hide with the napalm. I thought he said with a handful of napalm. It might be a handful of napalm. I don't hear lyrics, so you're probably right. I'm a- are you wearing a dare hat? Yes, they're 550 on the internet. <laughs> Dare.com. No. The- yeah, $5.50. How much is a shirt? I'd totally get a dare shirt. I will never wear their shirts. What is it again? Dare? What is <laughs> uh don't do drugs. That's what it stands for. Drug awareness, reparations, experiments. Google's drug abuse one. resistance education. There you go. There we go. That was great. Yeah, because there was <laughs> mad for a while, which is mothers against drug driving. That's still around. They're always I'm... after my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's also Great, which we've talked about before. What is Great? Uh, in, in Los Angeles, there's so much gangs that they created Great when I was in middle school. And it was gang resistance, education, awareness, training or something. It was gang. It was to not join gangs. But all it did was make me want to join a gang. Here's the problem. What's up? When you're 14, gangs look pretty. There's no parents. So cool. So cool. Drugs, titties, graffiti. Graffiti. We love vandalism. Yeah, sleeping in a tent. Guns. Guns. Who doesn't? Get my gun, Chris. (laughs) Mm. 
So are you from LA? You grew up in LA? Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated with the idea of like growing up in this city because it's such a weird, not city city. Like so two people that like born the same day, same hour, same minute could grow up in different parts of the city and it's a hundred percent different lives. Like oh, you yeah. grew up like by the beach and in the valley. It's like you might as well be on Earth and the Dif- moon. Yes. It's very odd. It's how different just a neighboring city is. From even just like my family, like I grew up in Torrance. I was born in Harbor City. Harbor mm. City's is a little, it's a little hood. It's a little rough and tough. Yeah. And then I have a lot of family in Wilmington, San Pedro, Lomita, and Torrance. Torrance is where it starts to get nice. Lomita is an odd town. Not that it's not nice, but there's just a lot of tweakers and and racists there, but also Mexicans. It's so weird. This a lot the, of trailer parks, but then also really nice homes and families. This is the thing. That it's just weird. It fascinates me about America, like the amount of MAGA hats and QAnon flags and like anti-immigration you'll stuff you'll see in San Diego, and you're like, guys, I understand not liking Mexicans if you live in New Hampshire because you can't experience the culture and understand that there's nothing negative happening with their inclusion within the American tapestry. But you're in San Diego. You're literally walking by three exceptionally run businesses that were owned and operated by Mexican Americans to put up not to mention you love flag. the tacos don't you not to mention <laughs> yeah, the do, fucking don't you ta- San Diegans god you damn eat right tacos and you shut your mouth when your mouth is full if it wasn't for goddamn Mexican culture the southwest of the US would be just tweakers and racists you know what i'm saying yep yeah like with a couple lawyers to get him out. Of course, yeah. There'd be a couple of divorce lawyers mm-hmm. just to sort it out. Mm-hmm. A couple of guys named, you know, Rob. Rob the lawyer. Quarterback. My, oh, mine, mine. I was like, did you just name? My lawyer's name was Ron Barrow. Oh, well, entertainment law or law law? La la. Oh, yeah. <laughs> la la. But he got, he, uh, he retired after my case. I don't know what happened to him. I tried to Google him. I was like, hey, man, I thought this shit was supposed to be expunged. And then it said, this guy no longer practices laws. So maybe I had a, a shifty lawyer, and I'm glad, because it got me out of it. I yeah, tell I you say, what, <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> I've said it before, I say again, you don't want a Saul Goodman lawyer or an accountant. You want someone that's going to work within the lines, but you want the guy that's going to go right to the line and be like, we're doing this. I'd rather have Saul. You you want Saul? Yeah, man. Nah, I don't want, I don't want, because <laughs> yeah. I don't want someone. I want Saul. What evidence? I want the guy that'll be like, we got the evidence, but he's the guy that'll be like, here's what we're gonna do. I want the I want the angle. Work the angle. So here's the thing. I got the evidence and it just happened to set on fire. <laughs> Moses sent the lightning down with this burning bush and said, You will be free, Craig Conan. You will be free. Can you discuss what you did or didn't do to involve this? Yeah, I mean, everyone knows. I threw firecrackers at police officers on horses. (laughs) (laughs) It was 4th of July. (laughs) It was my uh, my bit that went viral and got me a fan base. I I talked about it. And then it led me to get sober and into stand-up, actually. That's true. It led you to get sober and into stand-up. Yeah, because I was in jail. and And then I was just like, oh, man. This is bad. Yeah, this, this sounds like it sucks. I, yeah, I live with my mama. I was on drugs. I had no money. I had no outlet. And then I was like, I just watched Tim Allen 
on Shatner's Raw Nerve. It was a short-lived show on E. I absolutely remember that show. But he would talk about horrible things. Like Shatner talked about his finding his wife drowned in a pool. Like that was it was Raw Nerve, and it was to expose and talk about real heavy shit. It was actually a beautiful show. It was heavy, but it was just oh. you know everyone everyone has gone through horrible things. And Tim Allen was talking about how he got locked up for cocaine, uh, uh, drug smuggling. And he was a fall guy. He said it wasn't like he was. It was a setup, and he got two years. But the story, uh, uh, so many things came into play. So I watched that show, and then uh, Tim Allen said that he had done a set at a comedy club, and he, and, he, and it was his first time. And he had a very good set, and the owner was like, "Hey, you could work this club whenever you want. You're great. Mm. You know, that's your first time. We'll we'll put you in the in the circuit." And then he goes, "Okay, but." I have to go to prison for a couple years. When I get out, will you still have me? And the owner said, yes. And the owner was true to his word. Tim Allen goes, gets locked up, does two years in a federal pen, and credits his funny, uh, allowing him to survive prison because no one fucked with him because they liked him because he was funny. He gets out, he goes back to the comedy club, and then just does comedy and becomes Tim Allen. So I had saw that. And I had always wanted to do stand-up. It had always been in me. You know, I was a jackass out the womb. And uh, wild at the womb, baby. And I, and then my coworker at Trader Joe's, Brian Granger, was like, you're fucking nuts and funny. You got to go do stand-up with me. So he had always been asking me for about, you know, I don't know, three, six months. Then I saw Tim Allen on Chatner's Raw Nerve. Then I threw firecrackers at police officers on horses, allegedly. Supposedly. And then... Uh, and then I obviously got caught and in trouble, and I had four charges. Assault on a horse officer, assault on an officer, a detonation of explosive devices, and possession of explosive devices. And then I was in jail, and then I was just like, dude, you got to change. Like, you're 25. You live at home with your mama. You ain't got shit, you know? And then I got bailed out by my mama <laughs> and then called up brian granger i was like hey let's go do that open mic and then i went to bliss art house cafe on fountain and vine and that was a wild open mic because it was an aa meeting and then right after was an open mic oh no exactly it was the biggest <laughs> shit show let's explain on this because this is if you're not from la the open mics in la are much different this is a bit i love this sort of talk i so. forget to distinct that because i talk about open mics not realizing that la is different than every besides maybe new york no the it, la's stand-up filtration system there are so many more like stumbling blocks full walls intimidations minefield scenarios i thought so it's yeah. comforting to hear like from an I, outside perspective coming in like i came in from like the like canada scene is the most nurturing like that's just like you literally like show in and you're like hey we're all best friends now let's go do comedy and yeah. like, by the way we hate like it's very cliquey but like you'll find your crew cliquey you like that shit <laughs> and then you go to the uk and it's the uk cliquey. is fucking business <laughs> No cliques. <laughs> there we go. It's all business. A couple of friends, but everyone's like, it's very cutthroat, but like there's a path. There's like clear paths. And you get to LA. There ain't no path. There ain't no old path. It's like a bowl of spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, <laughs> it's fucking. It's willies in it. Yeah. It's so nuts. Because <laughs> it's also like you'll go to an open mic and you're like, what do you mean? Like that guy who paid five bucks to get on stage, he's got like eight Conans. And they're like, who's Conan? And you're like, this town's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's disheartening. Yeah. It really is. 
What I realized is you just got to make rules for you. So when I moved here, I said, I don't pay to get on stage. I won't pay to play. I will. I just, it's just, I, I don't agree with it. And it's been so hard because like some of the best stage time you can get, especially when no one knows you, you're not in with the clubs, you don't have rep. Is, I know you. That's what I'm here, baby. I saw you go up at, what's that place called? It used to be called Happy Endings. It's upstairs. Oh, fuck. Uh, it's a bar. It's on by Chick-fil-A on Sunset. It is by Chick-fil-A at Sunset. Oh, shit. It was the... Um, I know the owner, too. He's my buddy. I'm blanking. Sam man. Tripoli was running Sam it. Sam Tripoli, yeah. What The, the dojos. The, the comedy dojo, dojo. Yes. I saw you go up there, and I was immediately a fan. You were funny as shit, because it was a, a small dismal show, and you just started riffing, I believe, and talking to the bartender. I remember that. I remember that because they, uh, um, they've been like, man, our show packs out. Of course, when we did it. Of it did not. And I had invited a manager. <laughs> So there was a manager there. Good time. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, it was one of those ones where it was like, I was riffing being like, I just got to do something. There's no one here. We, like, sat and chatted, and it was really nice. And then I definitely got the, like, you're not for our company, but, like, let's keep talking, which is just so funny. It's like, like, But it's like, yeah, no shit. I just made you come out yeah. after work hours, and there, it was like me craig three flat earthers and my buddy jesse having a martini like no yeah. shit you're like you don't see dollar signs on the back of this gentleman no um but the la scene is so crazy because it's literally that it's literally like you don't know when a show is going to be good you also like won't ever know who's in the audience like you get random weird yeah like opportunities i've had i've performed the the three clubs pretty regularly and 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 like when i do get an opportunity they're like, we saw you at a taco hut off of in in yeah. Los Feliz, and you're like, not at the comedy store, or the improv, or the laugh factory. You saw me at the taqueria. <laughs> it's so wild. Like the amount of stuff I've gotten out of just performing at Flappers. You're just yeah. like, what? Yeah, Flappers, Burbank, and you're like, bro, they're everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. But and listen, I will credit Flappers was the first place that put me up in this town because, and I do want to explain this because I think this is such a help. So. LA, there's. Let's see if I can get this system right. You would know more. So there's a bunch of different open mics, and when they say open mic, it could be a slotted mic, which means there'll be a website. Of you pay, you of, pay to play in advance. Slotted yeah. means like in one hour. What is there? Ten comics. Let's say. And then uh, you each pay five bucks, and the rule is all ten comics have to stay there for that hour. It sounds shysty because you have to pay, but I like it. I. I, it came later because you don't have to waste three to four hours. You know, it's just one hour done. Yeah, done. and it's and it's again, it's one of those things. Did where I it's explain like, that correctly? You did. You absolutely okay. did. Okay, okay. And it's one of those things where, like, just because I don't do it, I don't think it means you shouldn't do it when you start. It's like I won't ever you're past that. If that thing is like, I don't allow myself to think of your past that because I've moved scenes a lot. You got to just you got to start at the bottom and go up. It's, I, I I find it so fascinating and frustrating like you're a headliner in canada right you're yeah yeah and then he comes here and he has to pay to do open mics <laughs> it's but it's one of those things it's how it like, goes it it's just how you just gotta fucking yeah, yeah. that's what it is You'd, yeah because the worst thing you can do is be is big time be like you can i always think like you can have a little rule you'd be like i don't pay to go on stage that's a fine little rule that allows like my ego to have that little like all right i've worked hard enough this is the level i'm at but like you see guy I've seen guys and girls move to LA with a like, don't you fucking know who I am? And this 
That's the quickest way to get the fuck out. Oh, this town loves it. Like, we do not, and we're not looking to learn. Yeah. Like, you can fuck <laughs> off. So it's just like, yes, yeah. sir. I love. Let's go to the dojo and perform for two people. Yep. God, that's crazy. So there's the slot. Just be a touring, headlining, national, not tour, touring the country. And you come here and you're just you're like five bucks for five minutes. And you're just like, but up there, I sell out. <laughs> not here, boy. Not here. I, it's weird. I really, I like it. I think it's a good, I think it's good and humbling for people. It also will make, I think it totally makes you better. Because it's that thing of like, you're not, you're not at the same level. You're, it's different sort of audiences, different vibes, different things you have to work with. Different things are funny, different way. Like it's because I performed all over the world. It's that thing of like you just learn yeah, to you adjust. You did the Europa. Tour. I performed in Europa. Europa I lived tour. in Europa, Craigie. <laughs> I live in London. Live there six years. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Yeah. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Yes. I perform in Berlin. It's very oh, nice. We have floods right now. We're covered in water, and our milk is weirdly we assume powdered milk or condensed milk over regular milk for coffee, which is alarming. Ooh. And what's Ooh. weirdest? You know how much I don't like that. I think that that's the weirdest thing that Germany has ever done. Not almost conquer the world <laughs> or the Holocaust. That's right. I'm a weird. I'm a fickle boy. <laughs> God, yeah, powdered milk. Get the fuck out of here. I want sweet cream. Yeah, goddamn. Right. We were talking about this in the kitchen, mm-hmm. but how America's the only place that if you see sweet on a food product, what like they fourteen grams of sugar. Yeah, we are not fucking around. Like it's <laughs> sweet tea means sweet tea, bitch. And sweet cream, it's so good. Just put a little in the coffee. Oh, yeah. The fact that half and half is the assumed coffee <laughs> milk, like that is so decadent. Like it's your every cup of coffee is cake in this country. That's why it's number one. And I know I, I like it. That yeah, way. you're starting the Get day. Get your black coffee out of here. Even if you have an apartment, you're still having cake. You're having liquid cake for breakfast. That is a that's a championship <laughs> that, country. And that's the way it's got to be. Yeah. This is the Italy with their bitter coffee yeah. and their sweetness. No, Nesca, you come to America. Nescafe, French cafe. Da, da, da. No, no. <laughs> cafe sweet. <laughs> sweet cream cafe. That sketch with Chris Farley is, uh, I, I quote it every week, almost daily. I have no idea what you're talking about. When... Uh, there's the most epic sketch. I've talked about it 20 times, but the server goes to Chris Farley and he goes, he drinks coffee <laughs> and he goes, actually, that's Nescafe decaf instant coffee, Colombia Frappuccino or whatever. He says something like that. And then Chris goes, what? Yes, I have this. And then he goes like this. You lied to me. <laughs> and he just beats the shit out of the guy over decaf coffee. And it just ends in like people going, ah! It is the best sketch I have ever seen in my life. Jay Chris Mo- Farley, man. Oh, it's crazy that like eight of the best sketches of all time are him. Jay Moore talks about him in his book, uh, Gasping for Airtime, about his experience on SNL. And he said, Chris Farley was like the sun. He came in a room. He's like, it was bright. It was nice. Everyone was happy. Everyone was having a good time. You wanted to work with him. You wanted to make him laugh. You wanted him to make you laugh. Second he left the room, he's like, it was nighttime. Everyone was like a little yeah. more nervous. He's like, I've never. That book is so interesting in terms of like dynamics. Jay Moore admits to stealing a joke in it. But like how he talks about Chris Farley and like how like he had never seen someone who was so naturally gifted and then worked at it and in a place where it was like, a perfect environment yeah. for that kind of person. 
It's so Chris fucking Rock crazy. said something similar, uh, where he said on the set of SNL, where normally everyone was worried, like who's going to be the funniest, mm-hmm. that nervous energy because it was you know Rock, Sandler, Sandler Spade, Spade Neilan. I mean, that era like, was insane. That crew, there are, were years where Phil Hartman is sat next to Chris Farley on a comedy show. Like, right there, you could be like, yeah. all of you were fucking fired. Yeah. I got Shaq and I got LeBron prime. Yeah, it's crazy. And then Chris Rock said, all that pressure went away when Chris Farley was on set because no one worried about who was going to be the funniest. Yeah, They knew. I was like, well, he's here. So they then be, it gave them freedom, to just lessens the stakes, which makes you just be more loosey goosey, yeah, Yo. Uh, just more in, uh, yeah. And I just remember him talking about that, and I thought that was amazing. I always find it fascinating how L.A. in L.A. for standups, no one takes that pressure off themselves, even though we're all we have actually that gift of we are usually on shows with someone that is way better and way more successful than us, and yet we. I always feel the pressure to like, got to stick to the thing, got to like try and stand out when it's that thing of like, why worry about, st- you're not going to. No, that's good though, because then it you is, do. You but do. it's that other thing of you can look at it from the other Zen perspective and just be you and the people that were going to find you anyway, we're going to come to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't put that negative pressure on yourself because you're not going to beat yeah, I, certain fucking killers in this town. Of course. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I, I won't say I'm not going to try to outkill like a Donnell Rawlings. But I'll I'll say in my head like, but they'll remember me. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I it's more I want to tr- I want to get to a place where it's like I want to still be trying to do better than Donnell Donnell Rawlings by the way, perfect example. Murders, murderer, Murdersville, Murdersville. But is one of those ones where you're like, there's got to be a way to follow him. You just got to figure it out for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's certain guys you're like, you're just not following him. Like just the the building. Is going to be in a different place. And Donnell definitely has. I'm trying to think of like. Here's a weird one who's a fucking ass to follow. You ever have to follow Alan Havy? Uh-uh. Holy good luck. Like that guy. Where's he out of? He's does a lot of comedy magic. Does a lot of the improv. Like an older guy. He's in like billions. He's also like a character actor. Okay. But it's just one of those guys where it's clearly like. He's done enough other stuff. So all. Like, and he's older. So he's got a. Oh, you know who's the beast to follow? Earthquake. Earthquake. Holy shit. That guy is fucking insane. Well, here I have a weird theory, which is all black stand-up comedians are immediately better than all white stand-up comedians. A little bit. Like, there's just... There Chris is, Rock, Dave Chappelle, Bernie Mac, Richard Pryor. Mark Curry? No Eddie, one ever... Eddie fucking, Murphy. I'm, Mark Curry is a comical genius. Mark, no. I fucking love that guy mark hanging Curry. with mr cooper what's oh up oh my god i Literally. grew up watching you you're mark, fucking gangster bro we're this is the first show at the hollywood improv mark curry is on it mark curry is riffs a bit about how much easier his dad had it being father than him which he's like i gotta know my kids shoe size i gotta buy them shoes if i spoke my dad thought about shooting me with a gun. <laughs> and then did the funniest act out of him just going, Dad, and then just... And he's just like, what? The? Like, literally, like, yeah. loading the gun up. Oh, like, fuck. He, he, that guy is a comical genius. I think I've told this story, but we're telling it again. Who cares? I saw him at the improv, uh, Hollywood improv, but after... haven't I hadn't seen him since hanging with Mr. Cooper, you know? I, so I eat, live, and 
breathe the scene. So I'm at all the clubs all the time. And you just see people come and go, you know. And I was genuinely worried about him because I was like, I haven't seen him in 20 years. And he, he just was hanging out. And then Paige, the booker at the Improv, was like, you want to go up? He goes, yeah, I'll go up. And it was like uh, the show was long. It was too long. It was light. It was not good condition. And I'm over here an idiot worried about him because mm. he disappeared. And then he gets up there, murders harder than anyone on the show. <laughs> at the worst possible time, he's riffing an improv he's like it's called the improv he's like let's do some improv he's like what y'all want to talk about and then someone said something and it was just like and i was just like i I can't believe i was worried about this comedic genius just because i hadn't seen him in 20 years i had the same thing when i saw him i was like mark because you know you have you don't see him you You don't see him but then it's that you realize it's like well i'm not and then you're like, oh, he's doing stadiums in exactly. Houston. What I didn't know is he's a road dog warrior, and he never took time off. And he's been touring with Cat Williams and Bill Bellamy and headlining, of course, and doing, like, stadiums, like like uh, original Kings of Comedy type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just a, he's been a boss this whole time. I just didn't know. Well, yeah, he's just you know? not Because I didn't see it. Yeah. And then I, I, I just was like, I was just in my head. I was like, you were worried about that guy who's got more experience in his fucking pinky than you do. You know what I mean? Awesome. And it just, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of his. And uh, but this is again, and I think I, he's a genius. And and I feel, I feel like more people should talk about him. I think more, especially in L.A. And that he's one of those sort of like, he's just around all the time. Like you forget. Like, how good he is. Like, there's a couple of guys. Like, Mark Marin is another one everyone forgets how good. Ah! Oh, sh- Oh, you caught it? Fuck yeah. Dodgeball. Uh, you f- everyone forgets how fucking good that is- guy is. Yeah, these guys with 20 to 30 years experience, you just realize as soon as he got up there, I was like, oh, oh yeah, God. Like, this guy is safe in any scenario and he's like when i saw him he's, he's not nervous kill. he was literally like ordering his girl a drink like yeah, get a vodka. Like, oh hang on like i'm like you know getting ready like give me a minute so i know at least my first joke hang with mr cooper was literally like man i don't know if the sons are gonna take this series get the lady vodka oh okay steve Ar- harvey actually stole some of his bits and mark curry such a gentleman og gangster to where like people ask him about it he's like why don't you ask him about it and tell him your thoughts he's like i'm done speaking on that matter he knows what he did to me and i'm just like yet another reason i love you and hate that mr potato head that's such (laughs) a good i do like steve harvey but once i found out you stole one of mark curry's bits i kind of go like oh something about steve i like i love the original kings of comedy i think it's one of the coolest specials i love how it's shot i think it's great i do not find the steve harvey that is present he presents on stage i find to be very disingenuous and it really stands out watching that movie because dl hughley is very much himself cedric the entertainer his name drives me crazy i think it's just too goofy for how funny he but is but he's so funny he's so funny and then bernie Mac comes out oh my whole like, point at the fences and it's just like oh <laughs> y'all were watching t-ball before now that, we're playing baseball that guy God damn, I used to watch his TV show in high school too, and he's always threatening beating his kids to the white meat show, and I just thought that was so funny. Very W.C. Fields, you know. I always just thought he's the only person I've ever seen make it cool to dab sweat off your brow because he's yeah. got the folded napkin, and he does it like this. It's such a, like, it's like he does, like, a sweep move. Or you're yeah. just like, 
How fuck you? You wipe sweat like a fucking boss? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like I, you and I wipe in sweat. It's yeah. <laughs> oh, Bernie Mac all day. Sweat. Bernie Mac. I kind of don't. It's really weird. It 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 like, uh, it takes so much for me to sweat. I'm when I like sweat. It is the worst look I have. Like mm-hmm. I look like I just did crimes. <laughs> I was watching a Bernie Mac a documentary, and uh, when he was filming Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Twelve, they said that his storytelling commanded the room, even amongst that cast. That he had Brad Pitt and Matt Damon and 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 uh, Carl Reiner or Rob Reiner or both. But it's it's Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner. But Rob Carl, Reiner probably popped by the set. Yeah, and he's like. Carl Reiner has been in Hollywood for 60 years and has worked with everybody, you know. And he, Bernie Mac has Carl Reiner, like, at like they said he was just so captivating. His aura just pulled you in to where he'd tell yeah. a story where Matt Damon shuts the fuck up and goes, hold on, Bernie's speaking. You know what I mean? Yeah, Will Hunting and the guy who wrote The Thousand-Year-Old Man are like, Bernie... You tell people what you happened tell, to lunch. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. that's fucking... But it doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Because it's also the thing of those guys are very good writers. They're very good like actors. But, you know, like Bernie Mac probably spent five years in some hell gig in Chicago where like there's a guy doing an abortion. They're throwing oh, knives yeah. at him and he's dabbing sweat I off. I remember and fucking... always seeing him come up. I remember him in uh, House Party or House Party 2. He's that famous line. Ooh, I remember your name. Oh, we used to call your mama shit. Jawbone. She sucked the meanest dick. And it was so funny in a, a lot of... house party or is that... A kid in play. Maybe, uh, what was that one? Class act. I don't know. Yeah. Was, I feel like it was one of the kid in play movies. But I used to watch all that shit. Here's and what blows my I mind. He was in Friday, Miss Parker. I was going to say this, yeah. Miss some my cataract. No one talks about how good Friday. It's 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 a classic. Friday is oh. a classic. I grew up with that movie. I had a VHS. I don't understand. Started smoking weed in that movie. Oh, of course. I was about to be like that. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Tucker. I heard that... you Christian now. Look what you did to me. <laughs> that movie, more than anything, I think, set the drug war back like 15 years. Because oh, it, yeah. it, it just made it seem like it was like going to get French fries on Friday yeah. afternoon. Oh, my God. Friday and also all of Spike Lee's movies. Listen, if you ever go... Is, is racism a problem? Absolutely. And I guarantee you, it is racism, racism that's keeping Friday away from being the comedy of the 90s because it was it's so fucking funny it's perfect and no one talks about how good of how good spike lee's movies are like everyone talks about quentin tarantino everyone talks about like certain extent even kevin smith of like those sort of independent different type of no one talks about spike lee it's spike lee's like do the right thing oh what the fuck's the other one I was a fan of 24 Hours, 25th Hour. 25th Hour is another. There's so many. Uh, I Inside just watched Man. one with. There's those two original ones. There's Do the Right Thing and the other one. That, and I, people are yelling right now. What did I just watch? That uh, Vietnam people, one with. Uh, Vietnam one? He did a. He the did Five a, Bloods? Yeah. That was oh, good. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It was good. It was fun. I'm very excited. I still can't remember. It was Do the Right Thing and. The other goddamn. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. It's gonna. It's gonna drive me crazy. You guys just talk amongst yourselves. Spike Lee. We got seven minutes. Movies. We oh, got seven shit. minutes. Oh well, shit. My, normally we just run it. But are, are there uh, segments? No. Yes. Well, kind of. 
we are on a time crunch today and today only. We got to keep it an hour. Why are we on a time crunch today? Ah, uh, there's a big important Zoom call meeting thing after Ooh. this. Just want to give it enough time. You could leave everything set up too. So we'll go. We'll go till we got 17 minutes, and you will not break down today. That's what we're gonna do. She's got to have it. Is not the movie. It's do the right thing. Jungle Fever. It was not Jungle Fever. Racist. I do not remember <laughs> what the movie was. He got game. Oh, I remember that one. It was sexy time in it. I saw that. Oh, yeah, 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 all that old yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't need yeah. to be a basketball player. Look at all that <laughs> pussy. What? What? It's the problem with looking up something on your phone is then you get like those like eight alerts from various things that have just become email. You know how like social every social media is now just... You remember when Instagram was for photos? No, I just use it now as an email. Or it's like <laughs> Facebook used to be a place where you used to, you know, like creep on X. World's going to shit. Now there's an email. Everything just becomes an email at a certain point. They're reading our minds, man. Fuck it in there. They're fucking. They're in my head. I thought about a flannel and then it popped up on my IG. How'd you get in here? Here's the problem with all of the products advertised to me on Instagram. I want them. I want them all. I want them all. That's why I hate it. Yeah, I, I want a waterproof case for my phone. What, why, what am I doing not being able to text while I'm scuba? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here on dry land texting like a fucking grandfather. I want to be in the water. Yeah. I want everything they sell. Yeah. None, and some of it's got to not work, but I have... I have None yet, of it works. It's from yet, Instagram. I have yet it takes to, three months to get there. I have yet to buy You're texting Nemo down there and your little anyway. phone just fucking goes... <laughs> I just won't do it. I want. I went on a big Amazon buying jag. Um, jag. Jag. Like you went. Like I. There was like I got. Uh, I broke up with my wife in November, and like December and January was just like, if I see it on Amazon. You were married. That's right. For how long? Thirteen months. <laughs> <laughs> may not be. A sol- I thought he was gonna say years. <laughs> yeah. May, may. Thirteen weeks. Yeah. Th- it, it, was, was, it was. Pretty. One year pretty rough. and one month, and we thought, you know what? That's our fill. That's our fill. That's all right. No yeah. big whoop. It's one of the, you know, I'm 36. You got to get a divorce on the board by mm-hmm. 36. I feel that's the <laughs> right age for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, it, it explains why you're occasionally just sort of like unnecessarily angry. You got all this a steak. He's going through <laughs> divorce. Oh, okay. I yeah. <laughs> that's the sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, how old are you, Craig? 37. You have a divorce on the board? Nope. Buddy, you got to get a divorce on the board, bro. I ain't getting married till they're pregnant. <laughs> they? <laughs> like, how many <laughs> how many women are you planning on getting pregnant well, at one moment? Well, you know, I don't know what to call people anymore. It's a good it's point. A very, it's very inclusionary of she, you. She, him, her. I appreciate it. He, he, ho, ha, 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 ha. Wee. Okay. I want to just, before we wrap up, I want you to tell me about this open mic that was an AA meeting because that sounds so crazy. So at uh, Bliss Art House Cafe on Fountain and Vine, uh, on the open mic nights, the hour before was a fucking AA meeting. (laughs) And I don't know how open mics are now. I'm pretty far removed from that. I don't really visit that world anymore. They're fun. No, they're not. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't go every time. Like I'm, I, I'll still go dip in, but I'll be like every time I do, I'm like, oh, that was awful. Anyways, uh, 
every all the comics are waiting outside, waiting outside. Everyone's smoking weed, drinking beers, uh, becoming fucked up. And the AA meeting comes out, and we're just smoking bowls. And just right in front of them, and like literally, like eager beaver, like out of the way, AA people, <laughs> yeah. we're next, out of the way. I have to plug in one microphone. It was wild, and I felt. I remember consciously, I wasn't sober at that time, smoking and drinking, and feeling bad. It's like, oh, they're trying to get sober in there, and uh, didn't stop me. Didn't stop any of us, for that matter. They were slanging beers out the back. He's put on fire styrofoam cup that's so funny that the cafe that's hosting an AA meeting is also like slinging Heineken's beers, beer from behind like, the man keep it in the styrofoam three dollars <laughs> oh, good I mean, deal you good hear deal. these stories about good, cold beer like LA is still very much still a bit of a shady city where you can just yeah find places that's what I try to tell people just break the law yeah like LA is <laughs> no exactly, one's fucking coming yeah, man <laughs> Like it's fine, yeah. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, and it's it. LA is one of those like I is one of those last cities that has that lawless. It is like a big lawlessness. It also has a like, but there's certain things where this ain't this ain't other police departments. This is the LAPD. Like if they're involved, you're just they win. Yeah. For example, during COVID in New York, they had all this amazing experience doing outdoor shows, and like the the NYPD just looked the other way because they're like, yeah, man, people are outside. They tried to bring that company tried to bring that to LA. They did one event and the LAPD was like, they're like, it's a protest. We're allowed to do it. And they're like, that's a comedy show. I've seen that guy on Comedy Central. Shut it the fuck down. Yeah. Fuck you. And it's just like, it's a different vibe. Like there's so much illegal shit going on. But, but if like, they're not in on the take, that's the thing. Is it's like it ain't happening. Yeah, like you gotta like you gotta know what illegal shit you can do. Yeah, it's they're they're a little dirty. They're a little dirty. Most major cities precincts are a little dirty. Mm. I don't. What's weird is I know Chicago is, but I assume that they're not. There's something about the Illinois Midwest vibe. Yeah, here's the weird thing about Illinois. You can't. I can't name another city in that whole state. Like it's just it's Chicago or nothing. <laughs> is there another one? Springfield. What the fuck, fuck is that, that, man? You can't play. That's the I've Simpsons. Played, I've played there. <laughs> a little Springfield, Massachusetts. How many Springfields are there? There's a shitload. That's Eight. what. That's why they called it Too Springfield. Many. It's also. I've played other cities in sh- Illinois. I have no idea what they were called. <laughs> Spokoki. I got one. Spokoki. That is Spokoki. That's Spokoki. Neither of those. Spokoki. <laughs> it's a real city. I only know that because Richard Pryor was not from there. Peoria. Yeah, he's from Peoria. What are you talking about? Peoria. <laughs> <laughs> As I tried to, remember, you saw that. I was like, oh, oh yeah. I said the wrong name. Where is Spokoki? Is that a city? It's not a city. <laughs> you're you're confusing Spokane <laughs> and Oki from the Skokie. Spokoki in the Craig, your girlfriend must be a very understanding human she being. She is. Because she is. to have an intellectual and emotional argument with this would be a She fun. always wins. Oh, you, you are not winning? <laughs> it's but you, I guarantee you put in quite a fucking shift because she's like, I want you to open up. Spokoki, baby. And she's Come like, on. what the fuck yeah. is Spokoki? 
And why is your hand in my ass? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a, we're not playing ventriloquist ventriloquist dummy right now, Craig. <laughs> it's not Sunday. That's a Lord's Day the sex Lord, game. The day of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. I've been praying to the Lord. Yeah. Sometimes you pretend to be baby G or baby Moses and she's the basket, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I need some milk. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in the Nile. You have to nourish me from the crocodile. Let me get those bazookas over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Auga, auga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Craig's say. favorite sex game is he plays um, he plays Garden of Eden, and his girlfriend is the snake, and he's the apple. Come on and bite this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on and bite this nutsack. See what the devil has to offer. Yeah, come on, convince. Hey, look, he's awake. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> we have fun, don't we, Craig? We do. I knew you'd be a hoot. You're so fucking funny. I had a great Before time. I plug the shit out of you, you'll be tagged in all the things. We'll put it. your links. Put your put album links. in there. Put the album in there. But first, we have we do have a theme. We got a theme? We have a theme. Ooh. More of a question. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big part of me that just hopes the theme is you shooting that elastic at That's the cat. That's it. That's the bit. <laughs> no, uh, you had a you had a pretty good poop story, but I like to ask my guests. You got a good diarrhea in the pants story, some hot mud down the leg on your wedding night, something real embarrassing. I got a lot real of great. Bad. I got nice. a lot of great shit story. Probably my best shit story is shitting on the wall. Let's be honest. That's a pretty good one. That's we can, a pretty. We'll but get that that doesn't mean one. I don't have others. The <laughs> fact that you told the germaphobe guy years later, because I used to brush my teeth with people's toothbrushes, and then tell with drunk, drunk, drunk. Except at my dad's house recently, I bit Play-Doh, and then I, I thought I was using his toothbrush. And then it was his girlfriend's, and I was like, don't tell her. Anyways, but I bit Play-Doh, and I had it stuck in my teeth at my dad's house, so I had to get it out. Anyhow. Okay, hang the fuck on. Uh, Why did you bite Play-Doh? My niece and nephew. Yeah. Fair point. Fair yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Yep, there we I go. I thought it would be a bit, like, I'll, yep. I'll fake this, and then it, like, got stuck in the roof, and all of a they put a taste on that shit to prevent kids from eating it. And that tastes no good. Yeah. I was almost vomiting. I was in the sink going, and I was just, I just went and I just grabbed the brush and went, and I was like, Dad, I'm sorry, I used your toothbrush. And he goes, What color was it? I was like, Red. He goes, That's Judy's. And he started laughing. I was like, Don't tell her. He's like, Oh, I won't. <laughs> Anyways. I mean, um, I'm going to say this, by the way. Being an adult with an adult dad is the best because it's just, you just know an old guy that really doesn't give a fuck. He like, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. If you're in your mid to late 30s and your dad is still alive, that just means you now have an invitation yeah. to just watch someone care. They, they, not about anything Where in the world. Where do you think I got? Gah. Yeah. Oh. I told my dad, like, I bring up crazy shit. Like, remember when you threw the baseball at my face? and Basketball, sorry. And he's just like, ah. Yeah, he's like, what? Because <laughs> ah. it was the you... 90s. Yeah. <laughs> what you realize is you get older. So you're like, your mom loves you and is trying to protect you. And your dad loves you. And he's he, trying to hurt he you. He is trying to destroy he's you. Like, he's, like you. it's just one of those things. where, it's, And it's ah. not because he wants to. It's just he's... It's, how he was wired yeah dudes are just very stupid and not like they're intellectually yeah. men can be very smart but it's also at a certain point like if i have a fiery stick and enough time with that fiery stick i'm gonna be like let's gonna... whack my son with yeah that. i'm gonna go touch my friend's shirt with this fire stick and yeah. see what happens with his shirt like let's yeah, like yeah. we got hospitals for a reason we <laughs> yeah. might as well fucking use them um uh, one time i was in edinburgh scotland i was flying from my shows my first time ever at the edinburgh fringe festival 
And the thing you got to know about Scotland is not every restaurant will have a bathroom. Like, they'll just, like, be selling food, and you'll be like, I got to take a shit because I ate this good food. And they're like, that's on you, man. We're <laughs> in charge luck. of putting the food in. We are not taking it when it's on its yeah. way out. So I went in, bought a sandwich from a place because I, like, felt like I was going to have, you know, butt mud coming hard. Get the sandwich, and they go, and I go, can I use your washroom? Because, you know, and they were like, no, we don't have a bathroom. And I was like, I've wasted precious minutes of not of about to shit myself on you guys like this is bad i go up and down the street like with more and more aggression around princess street for those you know edinburgh scotland right in front of the portrait museum that comes important in a second i finally get round to a jewelry store and i say do you have a bathroom and they were like we do but it's not usually for customers and i was like may i please use it and they look very confused and like uh and she went yeah and then she went no but the portrait museum has a bathroom right when you walk in. Go up one flight of stairs. It's right there. Stairs. Fucking Pressure. boom. Up the stairs. Pressure. Get in. Tippy toes. Muller this toilet. It has seen bad days. My day was the worst. Absol- like just bad times. And I'm going to need some toilet paper to sort myself out. Unfortunately, I was in such a rush. I did not check. Look over. No toilet paper whatsoever. Ooh. And we're in like a gross, wet public toilet. Now let me ask you guys, what's your move here? What do you do? Uh, flush a bunch and then just splash your ass with water and just start washing. <laughs> what are you talking about, you monster? You touch the toilet water? After you flush no, it. It's after after you no, it's still you flush. That's a war crime. I've done that so many times. Oh, my God. I shook your head. Um, <laughs> no, what I did was I took my sock out. And I just went after it. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about socks. Yeah, put that sock on. And then for the rest of the day, I just had one sock. And I remember being like, all right, you got to come up with a reason why you had one sock. And then the first person asked, why do you have one sock? I went, took, a, a, bit, took a big shit and there was no toilet paper. So I used the sock and they were like, been there, man. And I was like, cool, good. <laughs> I wonder why we always do that. Don't tell anyone. I took a shit and I shit myself and I used it for to wipe my booty. Yeah. Always, always, always. Well, it's. I think what it is is that it's. we know that you should probably have a better reason than that. But it's also that thing of like there's no other reason that you have one sock. Like the other reason is I've lo- I lost my mind midway through putting on socks. B- this sock left. I'm surprised same. you didn't use right. both socks. I'm, I, I remember I literally had it on either end, and it was like. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I will say cotton feel on the buttocks, an absolute dream. Was, I think that's the future, just cotton toilet paper. We just wash no, it. No, it's not. <laughs> what? It's absolutely not. I can't believe that my best solution was splash my ass with toilet water. Yeah, your best solution is. Your best <laughs> wash solution, up yeah. in there. It's clean water, everybody. No, it isn't. Yeah, but it's touching porcelain that was recently. Oh, water is liquid life. We are made of water. The ocean. (laughs) The ocean's dirty on the sides because that's where the dirt is, bro. You know what I mean? You ever touch that sandy beach water? Yeah. It's like that. It's got the (laughs) in it. (laughs) Shit, we got to bleep that word. They'll flag it. So annoying. Do they really? Yes. They flag. You can't even mention it. There's two bleeps i've all right i'm gonna say this i've had the i love yeah. we gotta go everybody yeah we got another anyways everybody this is john hastings 
very very funny guy funny as fuck check his album out that or when is it coming out comes out uh end of august august 31st it august is 31st. exclusive to sirius xm for a week and then is on all streaming sites but you can pre-order it now we will put his link and everything send me the links i will send you the links. and of his ig of course i i have that and then uh very very funny check him out we're on a bit of a time crunch today mm-hmm. we got i'll tell you later at a later date it's a zoom meeting it's exciting stuff though it's very it's fun. big stuff I love you all. Thank you for tuning in. Community service. Rate, like, subscribe. Do all the things. You know, thuk, 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 yeah. thuk. John Hastings, everybody. Check him out. Click Give it the up links for Craig. below. Click on my links. Give it up for Chris on the ones and twos. I love you all. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.